everybody. It's Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, a new digital platform centered around women's basketball news, updates, and interviews. Make sure you tune in to my interview on In The Zone and follow me at girlstalksports.tv on Instagram. Stay tuned because this interview is going to be amazing. Hey, folks, the A-Train Arlington Lane with the Sports Apocalypse, the In the Zone Show, and the A-Train Show. Yeah, I do a lot of shows, but I still like doing them. But I want you to check out our newest sponsor today, Cafe Piazza STL, which is located at 1900 Arsenal Street, just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery on the corner of Arsenal and Limp. And they have wonderful pizzas for you. I, for one, love the Tuto Carne, which is the fennel sausage, ham, bacon, and pepperoni. So it's a meat lover's pizza, so you need to try it today. They also have happy hour from 2 to 4 p.m. and from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. All right. Also, their brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get breakfast pizza, the Papa's Pie, the Papa's Calzone. And you can also get bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys along with your meal. They got delivery and curbside pickup. You can call them today at 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cafe Piazza STL. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone. This is the network. Palm Alexander, aka the Living Legend, KIL, Wanella Kill, but Kill Still Kill. On a celebrity line, sponsored by Cafe Piazza. We're going to finish where we left off with our country cousin. You know, you know, you do know relatives do have some kind of rivalry, right? And. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, normally, <laughs> normally uh, a rivalry tends to start around either potato salad or or sports. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, you. But you do remember watching Johnson Family Reunion too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, you remember that. watching the Johnson Family <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember how that turned out, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Marty Paul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so um, so listen, the the XFL 2020 to me it was a success, and um, I had uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, covering it you was way ahead of the curve too because they uh, i think they had like the first scrimmages down there in houston or, or whatnot i mean you yeah. was down there uh meeting oliver luck and just like you forecasted he was he was the real deal you know he was uh you know he was an admiral guy you know what i'm saying and he was he was straightforward and, and you, you felt bad for him uh but what did you take away from this xfl season Man, let me tell you something. The XFL, when I tell you that I miss the XFL so much, I really, really enjoyed watching it. I really enjoyed covering it. I really enjoyed being around the players from opposing teams as well. The XFL, they were on to something. The way that they rebranded themselves as far as having 
the 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 NFL, you know, former NFL players, former NFL coaches, execs, and they well, the, when they infused that into it and took all the gimmicky stuff that they had from the first time around twenty years ago, they actually said, "Look, we're going to use this." as a platform to show you all that there can be real football put out there. And I, I for one, I really, really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed being able to get out there and talk to those players who are trying either, you know, had a shot, you know, a cup, a cup of coffee in the NFL and was out and trying to work their way back in or those who, you know, were looking to get into the NFL. I thought that they had a great platform. I thought that the way that they were going about it was great. And I feel like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro, I feel a little bit cheated. I feel like 2020 oh, yeah. cheated me out of a full XFL season because even after five games, they had just started to peak and put it together. And I felt like the next, you know, the next couple of weeks and even leading to the playoffs and the championships, we were about to get some good quality football. It may not have been up to the XFL, I mean the NFL standards, excuse me, but I, I say that it was like really, really good, excuse me, and really entertaining because the crowd, the home crowds here, you know, at uh, at TDEC, uh Stadium that's located on the University of Houston, they started to grow. Like we've seen increase an increase in attendance, just like you all had. Like I was watching what, what was going on, you know, with St. Louis and I'm starting to sound like I think at one point y'all had got up to what, like twenty three to twenty five thousand. Yeah, I know the last game was uh, like twenty nine thousand. See what I'm saying? And so all it took, and I think that it took people, you know, fans of just football in general, to see, okay, well, is this going? This is this still like the he hate me days? Are we still going to have the cheerleader cam or this other? Like, what is it about? So let's just be hesitant at first. By week five. People had realized, no, they're out here trying to give you, you know, the best quality that they can, and it ain't gimmicky. So that's the one thing I felt like 2020, you know, in the, in the coronavirus and the COVID-19, I felt like it robbed football fans, but me, myself, it robbed me of that. It robbed me of being able to see what, you know, P.J. Walker would have ended up doing, you know, towards the end of the season, how much better he would have been by the end of the season. And you know what I really like is that the XFL created an opportunity for platforms like the Zone Network, you know, or people like, you know, like yourself, because we made the road trip down to Dallas for the home opener. And we, you know, we did, we did our show from the Sheraton Hotel and, you know, hell, I've been in media, I've been doing this shit for 20 years. And that was the first time I actually did a, a show on, on the road and being in the lobby of the Sheraton and, you know, just kind of seeing like, you know, the ESPN people and, and the Battlehawk people kind of turn it back around and, and then they kind of hanging around the lobby just to hear what we're talking about because nobody else is really, you know, giving that insight. And I'm looking at, hey, this is a great opportunity. You know, uh, there's no NFL here. So, you know, after coming around for 12 years, I'm like, hell, that makes it great for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I can give that type of analysis, you know what I'm saying, for XFL audience. And you're doing that well because, you know, you cover the Texas. Yep, exactly. Exactly, man. And so, that's the, like I said, that's the one thing that, you know, I think I put out the video the, uh, the other day after the uh, Roughnecks won their first game. 
And I asked P.J. Walker this question because the Texans is, you know, the Texans is the franchise here in Houston. And people were putting up on social media like, yo, this guy reminds us a lot. He has a lot of similarities at this point, And we're just not watching for the first time, you know, on, on the big stage as far as the XFL is concerned. It's like this guy reminds us of, of number four down at NRG, which is Deshaun Watson. And so, you know, and like I said, and as time went on, bro, there was a time, like I think in the five games, uh, in the second half of game, in the second half of each game, you look at the uh, the Roughnecks defense, they only gave up like 10 points. They averaged less, giving up less than 10 points in the second half. Do you not NFL franchises that don't that don't do that, you know? Yeah. And I'm watching uh, this, it, it, I, I'm I, like I said, just watching around the league, I started to see, you know, how they started to increase. I put it like this: when it first started out, I'm not going to even lie. I was like, this may be, this may not be better than college football starting out because of the unknown. Yeah. I knew everything that they had in place, and I knew some of the talent out there. But I was like, this may not, this may be the equivalent to watching you know, college football. And I don't even know if it's the equivalent to watching the top tier of the SEC, you know, SEC college football. I don't I don't know. By week two, I was like, no, nah, this is, is going to be a bit better. By week four, I'm like, it's way better. It's not, like I said, and I, I'll say this again, it was not as good as the NFL, but it wasn't bad either. No, and, and, and my thing was, um, like you, I felt like you as the season was uh, progressing, I felt that the gameplay got better. I thought the LA Wildcats, quiet as kept, probably had the best passing attack in the league. The way Josh Johnson was was stretching defenses, uh, you you could tell that he had that NFL caliber on. You know, uh, you know he's played for thirteen teams. Um, you know uh, he had the experience with them, but. Norm Child, the offensive coordinator, they I really like the way that they they threw the ball. You know, I think aggressively they're probably the most aggressive passer team uh, in the league. You know, uh, what made Houston so good is if they wanted to run, they could. You know what I'm saying? So they they had it. They had a good combination if they want to run the football. Uh, but my thing was always, and, and and I noticed that when PJ made his mistakes. You never made him pay because that first game with with the Wildcats was closer than people thought it was, and the Battlehawks they dropped two. They I think it was I know that when they went they when they muffed that one interception he he just broke their back he broke their back and that's the guy you can't ever give a second chance to and you was right on him for you know the whole time you know but he definitely deserved the MVP. Yeah, and I want to tell you this too. I had a. So I had a vested interest in in the the Battlehawks as well, uh, you know, because of Jordan Tayamu, right? Okay. And I like and I and, and the reason why I say that's because you know Jordan Tayamu was was in the training camp for the Houston Texans here. Okay. Uh, and he was during the yeah, last last season, and so he was here in the preseason. So I got a chance to observe him and, and to watch him, and so I was glad that he was given a chance by you know by the Battlehawks. But I will say this. You know, away from the field, he's one of those guys, man, that will talk to you, and you could hear. You know, a lot of people don't uh, don't don't re- realize this. You know, him and Tua Tagovailoa, they're like really close to the point of you know they used to do Bible study together. Oh, okay. Like Tua, yeah, Tua's dad, 
you know, kept them two close, very close together. And so you could hear him, you know, talking to him away. You could you could hear how strong he was in his conviction as far as his his beliefs. And then on the flip side of that, he was just a cool guy. I liked watching it, man. I liked his I liked his mechanics. That's why I'm glad he's getting a chance in the NFL. It, the team that's giving him the chance to slip my mind right now. The Kansas City uh, Chiefs. The Chief? no. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I thought it was. Thought it was <laughs> Chiefs giving him a chance. And I, I will say this, man. Andy Reid is going to. I put it like this. I don't think that once. I think under this system. Jordan Tayamu may find himself having a starting position somewhere in the near future. Oh, I, I definitely believe that. That is the voice of Big Sarge. You can catch him on social media. Follow him at Big Sarge Media. He has a brand new show called Attention to Orders. It's going to be dropping real soon. And I, I, hey, listen, I love watching him play. He was he he made some incredible throws. I think um, in due time, I think. I wish the league had stayed around and he had maybe played another year because, to me, I think the only thing that he probably needs some more reps at just throwing the deep ball. He can make all the throws, the, the deep ball. That's that's the that's the only thing. And I think also kind of just having that pocket presence, just kind of knowing when, you know, when, when to break loose. But that comes with time. He's young, but he, it just that is – that was what really was encouraging about him, too. He kept getting better, you know what I'm saying, every single week. Um, yeah. and, and you were just kind of hoping I was just hoping that Chuck Long would just you know okay uh, you know turn him loose a little bit more you know what I'm saying um, because because yeah. it was kind of frustrating uh, we watching him with Matt Jones and three yards in a cloud of dust and <laughs> you know when the slant is there take it you know because if you got a guy get it back in 17 yards off take it you know what I'm saying just take it but that just again that just kind of me uh, kind of get my football bearings again because, you know, the rounds have been gone and I haven't been, you know, without any football. So now, you know, I'm just getting my bearings again. So I got, I, you know, I think I'm getting that rest off finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look, look, sometimes you got to, you know, do it. Remember that song? Shake them haters out. Ooh. <laughs> Shake them haters out. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so, so let me ask you this, man. All right, championship game, right? Battlehawks uh-huh. and the Roughnecks. All right, mm-hmm. who's winning and what's the score? Oh, of course, the Houston Roughnecks are winning, but the the score <laughs> would have been 37-34. I'm not saying they would have blew out the Battlehawks because by that point, the Battlehawks would have probably figured it out, you know, offensively, but... I mean, you, you think about it, man. When you have the the offensive firepower and and the mindset of June Jones, like they were never even when they trailed, they were never out of a game, and so they just kept getting better and better. And that defense, man, that defense was getting you know better and better. And so, no, I, I, I look, you probably gonna be like, yeah, whatever, Sarge. You probably gonna. <laughs> Edit this part out of the, the out of the show, but I'm gonna say this, man. I I didn't see, I did not see the Roughnecks losing a game this season. Really? They would have they they would have went undefeated. Oh yeah, man, they would have definitely hoisted that trophy because you look at it. I, I put it like this: PJ was getting better and better as time went on, and then he stopped depending on. I don't want to say depending. I mean, he had you know the wide receivers. 
he he spread that thing around and then you know he started to he started to really learn the office because so i don't know if you heard him say this in the interview or not they tried a form of the run and shoot when he was at temple but he said that matt rule doesn't have the mind to the the mindset or knows how to orchestrate the run and shoot like june jones who is the architect of yes. the run and shoot yeah. and so he said when i was at temple with matt rule we tried it but we could we just did we, we couldn't do it we had the athletes but we just couldn't put it all together he says the system that out that you know this is him when he's speaking at the time the system i'm in now he's like there's so much that can be done on one place and i'm constantly learning he says every week I'm learning more and more and more about this about this offense. So, yeah, man, by the time they would have got to the end of the season and put it all together, I ain't going to even lie. I, I can't name you one team that, that I could have seen beat. Hey, what's the name of the team in New York? The Guardians? <laughs> the Guardians. Yeah, the Guardians. Yeah, so I just want to go ahead and, uh, you know, side note, put this out. You know, one of my favorite Houston Oilers, uh, players is Chris Dishman, right? Oh yeah, the hard, the, the hard hitting uh, cornerback. Yeah, I love Chris Dishman. Not only because I felt like he was a really good player, but he represented for the Dark Skin Brothers. That's another story for another time. I have to tell you about that later on. But and so I, I, I want to oh, look. I'm going to take this shot not at Chris, but I'm going to take this at his uh, fiance, somebody that's an amazing young lady. You all should follow her name is uh, Jennifer Tipido. So when I put up the other day about the uh, the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks playing in the championship game, she's like, uh, you forgot about the Guardians. Like you made no, she said she made a typo. It should have been the Guardians. Cause you know he coaches the defensive back up in, uh, up in New York. And I just want to go ahead and say that I didn't, I didn't see the Guardians winning another game for the rest of the season. So how the hell they was gonna be in the championship? <laughs> Uh, I just had to, I had to throw that in there, but yeah, so yeah, Roughnecks, man. I think we, even, I think we even got T-shirts made that say XFL Twenty Twenty Champions. You, you know what? But hey, hey, you know what though? I guess that's gonna be another one of those great debates. You know, just like the 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 Rockets and the Bulls, right? Who who the one? The Battlehawks yeah. or the Roughnecks? That's gonna be one of those sports debates that hopefully that we will. Make it live forever, bro. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, hey, I will try. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I will try my best. But the fact that, like, that they didn't lose no games, I mean, you just got to give it to them, bro. They was 5-0. And, and, look, the most important part you have to remember, they played head-to-head. And in that head-to-head game, y'all lost. <laughs> I, I'm trying to put this look, I'm trying to put this as best I can because I don't want to get jumped when I come to visit y'all. When I come to the studio up there, I don't want y'all to, look, I, don't be bringing in nobody from East St. Louis to be like, hey, Sarge, let me holler at you for a second. <laughs> no way. No way. I, I know better. <laughs> Hey man, that's hey that's that's big sauce, man. I cut your cousin. So, all right, man, tell us about your new show, Attention to Orders, man. 
Hey, listen, Attention to Orders is going to be one of those shows where you can come, you can find, on any given day, it's not, it's no telling what you're going to hear, but you're going to always be entertained, for one, you always be knowledgeable about social issues, and it's just a safe space to where we can talk about any and everything. Uh, and I mean, when I say that, the, the Attention to Orders concept is, it's a military concept because... You know, in the military, when they tell you, hey, attention to orders, that means that you got to listen. Listen to what's about to come next because, one, it's a law for the military. And, and what I mean by law, I mean it's like it's something that's etched in stone that has been signed by multiple people. So when we say, hey, these are the orders, attention to orders, that means whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing and pay attention to what's about to be said and what's about to be read from these orders. That's just how it is on my show. I put it like this. Um, the guy that I have scheduled for um, June, uh, I'm sorry, for July the 8th, for the July 8th show, uh, his name is Attorney Sam Wesley. And his specialization is in, uh, he, he specializes, excuse me, in special education law. So he represents families of special needs students and kids that are in special education that that needs help because there's a lot of things that go on people don't know in, in when these special education classes and these kids with learning disabilities and who have to have you know these different types of uh, of things to help them out yeah. behind the scenes there's a lot of school districts that are against it they don't want to you know when they get the funding they really don't want to push it towards that so he specializes in that but we're not even going to talk about that when he comes in studio to sit there. On attention to orders, you know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the rights of non-custodial parents. And myself as a non-custodial parent, especially here in the state of Texas, the rules do not, uh, the rules don't help us at all. Everything is against the non-custodial parent and everything is for the custodial parent. He's a non-custodial parent who is going, who is battling the state of Texas right now, who's battling the city of Houston just to be able to see his youngest child. And so I say that to say, on attention to orders, those are the type of things that we'll address. Because there'll be a lot of non-custodial parents out there, including fathers, who are going through something like that, who needs to hear, hey man, you're right. I feel that same way. And then I may turn right back around and I don't know, talk about something that's going on. You know, I may ask, you know, has anybody really asked T.I., does he know the meaning to all the big words he used? I don't know, you know. <laughs> or I may turn back around and talk about, <laughs> I, I may turn around and, you know, and talk about uh, uh, Kyrie Irving in, in, in sports and basketball and how I, I don't agree with Kyrie as far as, his message. I don't agree with that because here you have a guy who threw an all-white party, and I mean the participants, not the clothing. You know, there wasn't no white linen party. This was an all-white party he threw on a yacht after the championship. Here's a guy who got broken up, got broken up. His girlfriend broke up with him by putting pictures of her and another dude on IG. <laughs> like, yo, we still together, but I just want you to know we're officially over. Here's me with another guy. So, so you'll see my ex at that, the one I probably complained to you about, and Mr. Flat Earth. I don't agree with what he said when it comes to that, but I do agree with him. And you can't knock him because you don't know his plan. In yeah. 2016, nobody knew what Colin Kaepernick's plan was, and it came Facts. to fruition in 2020. 
So I let's not. Of course, we can knock the messenger, but let's not knock the message because we don't know what Kyrie has planned and when it's going to come to fruition. So I just gave you a brief, you know, synopsis of what attention to orders is going to be about. All right, Big Sars, thank you so much, bro. Tell our listeners, tell some of your new followers the best way to keep up with you. Oh, you can find me at uh, Big Star Sports with a Z on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to go on Facebook, because that's why I don't do a lot of cussing, because my mama friends be on there, and I got a lot of people I went to church with. You can find it Brian Barefield on, on Facebook. But if you come to Twitter, ain't no telling what you might see or hear. So, hey, hey, look, hey, look, family, I'm a saved hypocrite. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. All right, right, man. Hey, hey, thanks so much, bro, <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, man. You know I'm going to definitely be in touch with you, man. Best of luck. I can't wait for the show. I'm going to be checking it out. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, just keep fighting. Good hey, fight, man. God bless you, brother. Hey, look, from, from here in Houston, Texas, man, I just want to tell you all, um, one, hey, brother, stay safe out there, man. I mean, it is, it, 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 it's hard and it's getting rough, man. And keep your mind safe, bro. And I appreciate you all for having me man country cousins for life bro we need a t-shirt country cousins for life <laughs> i like I'm that I, li- I like that with it with, you know had the big sarge logo the in his own logo oh man you know we, we hey once this covid over we're going to have a damn family reunion <laughs> we gotta have a family hey, reunion show that's what we got hey that's what i'm talking about man <laughs> I, look i did big sarge's family reunion here last last year when i just asked people to come out and kick it and had free food, and you know, we did. I did a small little show in front of everybody, but we dominoes and cards, and it was everything, man. So I would love for I would love to come, you know, to you all's home, not your home home, but I would love to come to your state and be able to sit up and be like, hey, bro, okay, just tell me what I need to do. Let's invite people out. I bought money so we can pay the caterers. We got the domino. We got the DJ. Let's do it, bro. Invite everybody out. And I'm definitely damn sure wearing a Houston Roughneck shirt, so y'all better protect me. <laughs> hey, we got Dallas Renegade stuff here, so no, you're not all right, alone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm the only Negro walking around with a Dallas Renegade. Bandana. <laughs> so, hey, if you, if you see somebody, that's me. I'm the only Negro <laughs> with a renegade bandana. Facts. <laughs> Man, hey, look, facts. Hey, y'all went to the game with y- y'all. Y'all traveled to Dallas when they played, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're down there at Arlington Stadium. Yeah, had a good time. Okay. So I went there when they played when the Roughnecks played there, right? I went there and listen. I don't know if you all agree with me or not, but I said to myself. Y'all football fans? Or did somebody give y'all these tickets? Because, like, y'all are, the first of all, the most subdued fans i ever seen. Y'all talk trash like, ha, look at that. Stopped him on third and two. <laughs> who are you talking to, bro? Like, who are you talking to? Like, they had some of the, like, they were some of the worst fans. I started talking trash just because, well, and I had a, a plethora of Roughneck fans behind me. But still. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I I was like, I'm I'm glad we never have to come back to to play here again. And I got to see, you know, the stadium of the best team in for NFL football, Dallas Cowboys. Hey, man, thank y'all for having me, bro. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, bro. We'll be in touch. 
All right, now. All right, that is Big Sergeant. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Big Sarge here, host of the Attention Orders podcast. Hey, folks, the A-Train Arlington Lane with the Sports Apocalypse, the In the Zone show, and the A-Train show. Yeah, I do a lot of shows, but I still like doing them. But I want you to check out our newest sponsor today, Cafe Piazza STL, which is located at 1900 Arsenal Street, just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery on the corner of Arsenal and Limp. And they have wonderful pizzas for you. I, for one, love the Tuto Carne, which is the fennel sausage, ham, bacon, and pepperoni. So it's a meat lover's pizza, so you need to try it today. They also have happy hour from 2 to 4 p.m. and from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. All right, also their brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get breakfast pizza, the Papa's Pie, the Papa's Calzone. And you can also get bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys along with your meal. They got delivery and curbside pickup. You can call them today at 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cafe Piazza STL. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Guess what? I'm back. Big Sarge presents Attention to Orders. Now, I know that you all you all have been used to listening to these podcasts where it's either one, sports-related, you listen to all sports, or two, you listen to all crime, or three, you listen to all social issues that's going on right now. I understand all that, but if you're looking for a platform, if you're looking for a podcast that's going to give you all of that in one, make sure that you stay tuned to Attention to Orders, and that will be available on all platforms. Everywhere you get your podcast from, it will be available. And guess what? You can see my big, pretty smile when you tune in to YouTube. So once again, Attention to Orders, presented by Big Sarge. I'm out. Here we go. Oh.